Welcome to the Maple Grove Scripture Reading Podcast, Episode 8, Numbers 25 through 36, and Deuteronomy 1 through 6. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Scripture Reading Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Spencer, and today we're going to be finishing up our discussion on the book of Numbers and then briefly get into Deuteronomy. Hope your reading has been going well so far. Can you believe it? We are already eight weeks into our reading plan. We've got four books down and uh, a number left to go, but two months in, I think we're doing pretty well. Today, I just want to focus on one character in the book of Numbers, and that person is Balaam. Balaam is described in a Bible dictionary that I've got as a soothsayer and a prophet, and he's not an Israelite, but instead he is from Mesopotamia. Now, Balaam comes into this story of the Israelites in the book of Numbers by being called on by Balak, who is the king of Moab. He summons Balaam to come and to curse the Israelites because, like it says in chapter 22, verse 7, it says, For I knew that, that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. So Balaam comes highly uh, regarded, I guess, by Balak, knowing that if, if he curses somebody, then they are truly cursed. But if he blesses somebody, they are blessed as well. And so Balaam initially says that he would not go because he is in contact with the Lord. That's what makes Balaam absolutely fascinating to me, is that he has conversations with God, and he won't do anything that God does not seem to to allow him to do directly. And so he initially says that he's not going to go and curse the Israelites because he says that they are a blessed people, or that's what the Lord has told him. But eventually the Lord allows him to go, and even some interesting things happen along the way, like he talks to his donkey, but I'll let you get into that and and read that. That's in chapter 22. Um, If you haven't read it already, you should go and read that. It's a very interesting story. Okay, so Balaam arrives, and he is looking down on the Israelite camp, and Balak wants him to curse the Israelites, but Balaam won't do that. He speaks with the Lord, and the Lord says not to curse them, but instead to bless them. And so three separate times in chapters 23 and 24, Balaam gives blessings to the Israelites. And like I said, I find this fascinating because one, not being an Israelite, he is in contact with the Lord, which is not overly surprising. I mean, that that has happened. We've seen that in Scripture before, but not that often. And so that's where I think that that's, that's interesting. The another thing that's interesting here is that Balaam is not necessarily, you know, like the best guy. Um He's he deals in in sorcery. Um, You see that in chapter 24, where it says, Now when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to sorcery as at other times, but turned his face toward the desert. And so he, he blessed the Israelites three times. Okay, so like I said, he's not really the best guy, but he doesn't appear to be like the worst here. Um, Multiple times. I mean, you just see him 
talk and, and converse with God, and he follows God's directions. And so if, if your entire viewpoint is, is Numbers chapters 20 through, two, through 24, I don't think that you would have an issue too much with Balaam. When I was reading through it for the past couple of weeks, I am looking for where Balaam is kind of a jerk, but I, I'm just not seeing it. But you're not getting the whole story if you look at that, um, because we start to see some things happen. Uh, in chapter 25, let me just read from verses 1 through uh, three here in chapter 25. It says, while Israel was staying in Shittim, the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with the Moabite women who invited them to the sacrifices to their gods. The people ate and bowed down before these gods. So Israel joined in worshiping the Baal of Peor and the Lord's anger burned against them. So the Israelites are being seduced by these women and they are starting to worship these, the gods of these um, women. And that, that breaks the first commandment that breaks the commandment of, you know, that you shall have no other gods before the Lord. What does this have to do with Balaam? Well, in chapter 31 verses uh, seven, in chapter 31, we see the Israelites destroying the Midianites and, and Balaam is among those who get killed. He is listed. You have the five kings of Midian, and then you have they also in in verse eight of chapter thirty one says they also killed Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. And you may think to yourself, why does he get a special mention there? <laughs> because this is what's happened later on in verse. 15 you get to see why Balaam is killed. Moses is is um angry at the commanding officers of his army here and he says, "Have you allowed all the women to live?" He asks them in verse 15. Verse 16, they are the ones who followed Balaam's advice and were the means of turning the Israelites away from the Lord in what happened to Peor so that the plague struck the Lord's people. And so we're we're finally starting to see connections here. Why Balaam was killed and why, you know, Balaam's not really the as, as great of a guy as we might have thought in if we had just read chapters twenty two through twenty-four. We're not getting we were not getting the whole story. Now we get it. It was Balaam's idea to get the women to seduce the men of Israel and to get them to worship their to worship the women's gods to worship the gods of the Moabites the Midianites because we read this in two different weeks really it's it's a good thing to remember to get the whole story you can't just take parts of it you, know, you get the whole story get the whole context and you'll see that that Balaam while he didn't seem like a like too bad of a guy he's actually pretty terrible and uh, caused a lot of a lot of bad things to happen in in Israel and so that that's just what I wanted to bring up from the book of numbers um, the other thing I wanted to bring up today was in the book of Deuteronomy, and it's in chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, and it's what Jesus refers to as the greatest commandment. 
it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And I just wanted to point that out because I think that it is, it's very important to remember that we are going to see these references that we may know very well in the, in the New Testament. Um, it's, it's just a good reminder that, that we are going to see these things coming up, popping up all throughout our reading in the Old Testament. The last thing I wanted to do today was was to talk about a tip that that I started to do this for the past couple of books for numbers and now for Deuteronomy. And it was because in in Leviticus I had a hard time keeping track of where I was in the book and and what what was going on with all of the with all of the sacrificial systems that were being put into place or that were being described in Leviticus, I had a hard time just keeping them all in place. And one of the things that is very, very cool about the Bible Project videos is that they give you a bird's eye view. They give you this really good overview of each of the books. And so what I think is, what I started to do with numbers was I took that overview and I wrote it down into a little notebook and then every day I I looked at where we were in scripture and where we were in that book. So like for numbers, they talked about it being in three different locations. You had Mount Sinai in verses 1 through 10. You had the wilderness of Paran in verses 13 through 19. And you had the plains of Moab in verses 22 through 36. And then for a couple of verses in between each of those, they were traveling. So as I'm reading, each day I'm looking at where we're at, and I've got an atlas open because this is all location-based, so I can see where we're at in, in Israel or where we're at in the wilderness, I guess. And so that really helped me keep an overview, keep a, a bird's-eye view of where I was as I was reading through. And I'm doing the same thing for Deuteronomy, it's breaking it down into an outline kind of thing, especially for Deuteronomy, because Deuteronomy, like verses 1 through 11, talks about Moses' opening speech. Verses 12 through 26 is the collection of laws, and even those are broken down. They even give you tips for reading these laws. There are three really good tips for reading these laws. And then in verses 27 through 34, you have Moses' final speech and then death. And, and so as I'm reading... Every day, I'm, I'm taking a look at where we're at and where it's broken down, and it gives, just helps me keep the context in mind, helps me keep an idea of where we're at, what we're talking about. Um, that really helps me, you know, when we're only reading two or three verses a day, that really helps me to just keep things in mind or, or keep a good idea of where we're at in the book. So, um, yeah, so I hope that that would help you as well. Okay, well, I think that's about all that we've got for this week. Next week, uh, we're going to be continuing with Deuteronomy. Don't for, don't forget to continue the conversation from today's episode on the Episode 8 page at our website, maplegrove.church slash readscripture. I'll have links and, and everything to some of the videos that I talked about in the show notes for today's episode, on for Episode 8, so be sure to go check that out as well. Um, that's all I've got, so I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Maple Grove Christian Church Scripture Reading Podcast. 
You can find out more information about our church at our website at www.maplegrove.church. You can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBtown. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks again for listening. 